This episode of Never Work Alone is brought to you by Collide, a new and better way to create deeper connections with others using shared ideas and complementary skills. Using Collide, you can connect with people who have the skills you need to make your ideas happen. For early access, sign up at www.collideapp.com. That's C-O-L-L-I-D-E-A-P-P.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Never Work Alone with Evan Miller and Chris Denise. We're here with a very special guest, Sylvia Balu. She's a web designer and developer, but I'm going to let her tell you what, what that means. Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, I'm very excited to be here. I am a web designer and developer. That means I design the websites and code them. I work with Adobe Creative Cloud, Photoshop Illustrator, InDesign, and with code, which is HTML, CSS, and some jQuery, JavaScript. But you're a designer first, right? You work more with the creative side of it? Yes, I have a creative side that is very strong, and I like to express that in my work. Right, yeah. You have a, a very nice website, I'm sure, you know, when you're a developer, you. <laughs> you take pride in that. And, it, you know, the picture yes. on your site is a, is a great one as well. But, uh, it's something that uh, you just you just refreshed it, correct? Yes, I, I just uh, updated and I moved it to WordPress. Okay. It used to be coded from scratch and uh, just simple website for my freelance Time and I recently registered my business as an LLC, and uh, with this occasion, I updated my website as well, moved it to WordPress, made it easy to update in the future. Can we discuss that for just a brief second? You've just recently become an LLC. Yes. Uh, could you uh, discuss a little bit of why you did that? I did that because it's been three years since I changed careers from psychology to web design and <laughs> development. And I started as a freelancer and it took a while. After about two years, I started to get confident in the new profession. And now after three years, I, I feel like I'm at the expert level that I wanted to be in when I first uh, thought about this career change and I thought it's a good moment to take the step and make it official to be a business. Awesome. Uh, so what made you pick LLC over sole proprietorship or uh, S corporation or something like that? I did some research about the, the legal stuff and uh, they recommend to start as an LLC. It's good to it's the next step step after sole proprietorship to separate your um, assets from the business ones so if something goes wrong and you don't get along with a client and they decide to sue you they can't go after your whole uh, assets yeah that sounds yeah. exactly right to me that's that's pretty much the reason you do an LLC right yep. so that you can't get that's, sued for everything yes. you own just what your company yeah. is responsible the for the reason and also because it sounds official <laughs> and um, professional I think that's also about 50% of the reason a lot of us like doing the L LLC <laughs> there's just something really nice and clean about being able to say really Eagle Studios LLC or whatever the case may yeah. be yeah and it <laughs> takes um, some work to go through the legal 
things and read about uh, and learn. As a freelancer, we don't necessarily know all these things. So uh, putting in the work makes you even more confident in Absolutely. the business. Well, and especially in your case, since you came from a totally different uh, business system or economic system, right? And I'm sure that, that LLC and sole prop and all that is totally different in Switzerland than it is here in, in California because in California it's different yeah. than it is in Delaware. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we had actually mentioned that on the show yet. If, if we had gotten to where you were from, oh. Sylvia, I know you brought up so where you're from, but uh, <laughs> uh, the European system, did you, did you see that there was a, a difference there? I mean, I'm, they don't have LLCs over there. It's something different, right? Did you ever look into the freelancing option over there? Not really, because I had a different career and profession there. I was working as a psychologist in a state hospital. So um, it was um, not a lot of responsibility for the business on sure. me, just for the work that I do. So let's let's talk about that and delve into that right now. What, uh, what made you, uh, we discussed briefly uh, before we started the show, um, what made you delve or, or change such a, take such a tangent from mm -hmm. psychology to web design and development? And is it a tangent? Yes. Um, in psychology, I chose psychology in the beginning because I wanted to help people and after a while, I worked for two years in this psychiatry clinic uh, with people who had severe problems. It was the acute department, geriatric department. And it was a good experience. I learned a lot about communication and how to, to help people with, with these mental problems. But I was missing the creative and technical side that are part of my personality. Mm. I took a personality career test and they recommended uh, different professions, but it was always something technical and not mm. only with people. So I was missing that. Yeah, that's my problem with those <laughs> tests. Because they always are put you in technical jobs, you know. It's like maybe you should be a plumber, you know. Maybe you should be somebody that does a technical thing. They don't mind. You, you seem like the personality to be an artist, you know. <laughs> that's not a very common response, right? They recommended something like accountant. Okay. <laughs> something with numbers. But anyway, there was, a, there was a period where you were done with this profession. It was sort of no longer interesting to you and you decided to pick something else? It was at the right moment when I decided to move to the United States and I was uh, asking myself what I want to do here to continue with my profession or to to change it, to, to, to be brave and take this step and do something that really fits my personality. So I decided since I'm doing so many changes, why not? <laughs> Let's All just right. do it. Yeah, you can become a new person. <laughs> new country, yes. new person, new Sylvia. Yeah. So I started doing research while I was in Switzerland already for the best school in New York to learn web design and development. And I found on Yelp, it had <laughs> the best reviews. <laughs> <laughs> The cafeteria was listed, A-plus for web developers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a school called Noble Desktop from Manhattan, from okay. Soho. So and a very small kind of school, not a traditional it's university. A, uh, no, it's, it's a private school, okay. and it had very good reviews and courses. Boutique, maybe. 
courses like boot camps, mm. uh, which now it's quite fashionable. Mm -hmm. um, in this field, people care about what you can do and not necessarily how many years yeah. you study. Sounds like very Silicon Valley. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Because especially in technology, things change so quickly. By the time you finish your uh, degree, there is already a new technology oh, out there. Certainly in web development, oh, right? And there's it's, always it's a new always language. It's always a life, lear lifelong learning. Yeah. yeah. It's a learning curve that never stops. Yes. And that's why I decided to go with this school. And uh, I, I went there, I took an intensive course and got a certificate in web design and development. How long did that take? Uh, it took a few months, intensive work, and a lot of self-study as well. So what? Uh, how many hours a week, maybe? Um, maybe 15 hours a week, let's say. But I forgot to mention, I all, before this school, I started with an online school from Switzerland. Uh, but The school is based here. It's called <laughs> Treehouse. Okay. Um, and I started to to learn. They have online courses, very very good courses with video tutorials. I started that just to see how it feels and how um, how I understand it. If I'm really uh, right before good you sign up it, for the school, it's just you take, an idea. You know, Let's see yeah. how I can do. And I remember the first website that I developed after this course. I was so proud. <laughs> <laughs> But when I looked uh, at them later, they were so um, basic and just <laughs> not fashionable. <laughs> That's how you know you learned something. Well, I think yeah. we can all identify with that. That's something yeah. absolutely. As a video maker, a filmmaker, we've all looked back at the first couple of edits and we're like, that was sweet. And you <laughs> look back at it a year later and you go, That's terrible. I'm not showing that to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, th and the same thing with like putting films out when you're in film school, right? You're you're in school, so you're still learning, and you are very proud of the work you do, mm -hmm. right? And maybe yes. you're eager to put it out there, and then you look back and on, you're like, I want to take this off the internet. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be out there. And I always counsel people to like leave it up there because I feel like it helps people who are learning, and it helps like you realize how far you've come as well. You know, like. I, I don't believe in so much. Like, you did the best with what you had at the time. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, can, leave, <laughs> I can leave that in my own personal archive and look at Maybe. it once in a while. I, I guess you are, yeah. the rest of the world to If look at If you are building a professional <laughs> image of yourself, I'm sure that's, that's, that's a consideration. So it's probably smart. I'm, I'm sure you've taken down a lot of old work that used to be public, right, or be accessible that's no longer out no, there. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so... Moving along with web design and uh, and development, um, you you were taking these courses, and you went out on your own, and what happened? I was proud um, with the online courses. I was so happy to see my first website online, actually <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. And uh, then I I said to myself, okay, I can do this. It it looks good. <laughs> And I went to the school in New York, and it was a great experience. That the teachers were experts, professionals, and passionate. That's the most important thing, I think, to be passionate about the work 
to find something that you're passionate about and make that your career because it's hard work no matter what career you choose so uh, you have to like it and be passionate about it to go through this hard work and through the beginner stages so i was very motivated by them as well mm. and inspired and by the colleagues in the course who are uh, some of them also career changers and some were sent by their companies to update their skills in new technologies. Real quick, while, while you mentioned the passionate thing, I think that's a very interesting, you know, like important part about being a freelancer is are doing what you love, you know, is, is having passion. And I think there's a problem where people think, I don't, I'm not passionate about anything. I don't know what I want to do, right? And what you mentioned there is that you may not have been the most passionate web designer before you started school, but your teacher's influence rubbed that off on you and you started to see, oh, that's I could become this kind of person. I can live that sort of life and I can have pride in what I do. So I think you develop that passion through study of something. You develop and also you recognize, you see how you react to the courses and to the work. Yeah. And if you can spend hours coding and you don't feel that the time has passed <laughs> and you are still there yeah. and passionate, that it means that's the right thing for you. Yeah. Sounds like you found the right thing. So earlier we had discussed a little, when you first went out on your own, um, I believe there's a couple of different stage, stages of this, uh, but when you first went out, um, how did you initially find work? I started with friends family, ex-colleagues that were experts in their fields and didn't have a website then uh, yet in Switzerland. And I offered to make one <laughs> for them Did just to... For free or...? Yes, in the beginning, uh, just to, to get the skills. It's always like that, either in freelancing or in a job. There are the unpaid internships there is a stage that you have to do. I've been through that in the psychology career as well. Part of the degree, uh, there, there, you are getting credits for months of internships that were unpaid, but they were necessary to get the degree. So um, uh, that's what I did, and I, I, I put all my passion and work and skills to deliver a great product that I'm happy with and they are happy with. And then that's how you start to build portfolio to get confidence and to start charging for the work that you do to feel that so you are an expert. Right. How did you feel after doing that first job? The first job was when I was doing the online courses and I was so proud, and I put it online. Right, I mean, I mean the, the one that you did for the, the company, you said there was a, it was for the government or for the city? Did I hear no, that one? I did it for a, a colleague, actually. A colleague, from okay. From my old clinic. And um, after I took the courses at Noble Desktop, I realized how basic that first version mm -hmm. was, and I updated that with everything I learned. So you went back to them and kind of gave them a free update as well. And, yes, uh, and then I had that in my portfolio. Yeah, I was going to say, how did they respond as, as well? They were very happy. Um, in Switzerland, web development uh, was not that 
um, that developed and high high tech like here so um, for them the first version was already fancy <laughs> but when I came with the updates they were very impressed because I was bringing the newest techniques from from New York which well, is um, it was not like Silicon Valley but it's still somehow the center of technology well, and uh, updates well, I mean, it sounds like like you went back and did that more out of a sense of personal pride. You knew you could do better. Yes, I wanted to use that in my portfolio as well and to be proud of the work that I did. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's a key thing. When you're first doing work, as, a, as in anything, if you're trying to become a freelancer or if you're trying to build a portfolio or a reel, if you're going to do work, it's better that you do work that you're passionate about and that you want to do rather than the exactly. paid job. You know, yeah. if you're going to get paid 50 bucks an hour to do something you can't show anybody, that's probably not as important as you doing something that you really believe in because that's going to get you the job that's really like... And it's exactly what my teacher said at Noble Desktop. Mm. Um, I had different offers from people to, to do free work for them, but... When I do free work, I want to have freedom to to use my ideas and creativity um, and not them to tell me how they would like it to be, which was not very fashionable, not to the highest standards. They had some old-fashioned ideas. Yes. And I <laughs> asked my teacher, what should I do? I I would like to use something in my portfolio, but... They want me to do it this way. <laughs> and the teacher said, um, no, you, you don't do work that is bad, especially if it's for free. You do yeah. something that it's great and you can use in your portfolio. So Yeah. yeah. Well, wh while we're true. talking about that, I, th <laughs> I, th I know that you brought a job in that you were like, don't take this job. This ah, is not a good yes, job. I've been waiting for so this. So if yeah. you want to get that pulled up, we can sort of read that job description. And uh, <laughs> I think Chris and I are both nodding along. We know all too well about this sort of stuff. And I think, you know, as, yeah. as a professional freelancer and a consultant in the jobs that we do, you have to be able to tell the client, this is not smart or this is not what you want you think you know what you want but this is actually what you want and let me try to explain i, to I feel like i've been a slow learner my whole career on things like this but you you mentioned a number of people in fact the the previous uh guest that we had also kind of went through uh, what i'd say about a three-year turnaround time before she felt comfortable you know or got, or got herself to that level of expertise and and but uh, <laughs> there, there's we, we, we feel very parallel with, with the, you know, the client is often the worst. I mean, there, there's a reason they're coming to you is because they're bad at what they at what you do. <laughs> right, because if they could do it themselves, they <laughs> would, right? They need a professional, but oh, we're I getting sidetracked from your... I have stories about that, too, <laughs> about uh, difficult clients and how to avoid them. Well, let's, let's, let's hear your story first, yeah, and then we, we can, can get save into that, that for later. <laughs> This is a job for a front-end front web developer. Uh, could you explain what that is real quick? This is not a designer. This is, it involves more coding, um, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Gotcha. Which is not that easy. And 
this job um, offers a salary of 14 to 22 dollars an hour depending on experience and this is in new york, in new york. So yes okay. wow so it's a good um, so already it's like they're asking for a, a wage that yes. most front-end developers are just gonna laugh at yes it's important to know your value as well because many people in the beginning in New York they, they were trying to exploit uh, oh, I'm sure others they still do. To, to take advantage and uh, if it's possible to get the best work and for free or for such low very low like minimum wage salary Okay, so this is the first red flag. And then the second, some <laughs> words are written in caps. Yes, <laughs> the caps, uh, all caps uh, is such a bad I thing. I wish we could show the suit uh, <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind when you read it, will you just like say those words very loudly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, attention, you must have solid competency in JavaScript, HTML5, and CSS3 in order to work with us. Please do not apply unless you have solid skills <laughs> in these three arenas. No design experience needed. <laughs> <laughs> what? Our shop has full-time in-house designers. This is purely a front-end developer slot. We are looking for a candidate with solid experience <laughs> in web development. You will take Photoshop mockups and turn them turn them into living sites using CSS3, JavaScript, and HTML5. You should be reasonably fast and easygoing. Our clients are very cool, but oh. you need to be personable enough to give them a push every now and then. We <laughs> offer a very laid-back office where you can work with no dress code. <laughs> We do not work remotely. Please do not ask. You must be extremely comfortable using CSS3, HTML5, and JavaScript. Please provide your resume and be prepared to take several tests in CSS, <laughs> HTML5, and JavaScript. Oh, my goodness. You do not need to know PHP. Hours are typically noon to 8 p.m., Monday to Friday. Our pay rate ranges from $15 an hour to $22 an hour, starting <laughs> based on experience. Don't expect peak starting rate without displaying near-perfect CSS3, HTML5, <laughs> and JavaScript skills. We offer wage reviews every 90 days. This is a permanent position. You must be able to legally work in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> you just graduated school, we welcome that. Just be sure that you really know your way around <laughs> front-end development. Solid. <laughs> we test in the skills listed above. Please do not write us if you are not in the NYC metro area. We do not outsource. You must live in NYC. Long Island and Upstate are not NYC. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. New York City metro area only. <laughs> okay. 
all of the boroughs qualify as acceptable. <laughs> so does Jersey City and Hoboken. <laughs> but anything over a 40-minute commute via Google Maps to Times Square by public transportation will not be accepted. Holy Jeez. cow, what a mess. We verify your actual permanent residential address. <laughs> we follow you home after you interview. <laughs> Gee, what the hell? On I-9 and W-4 forms, we require state ID, so please be honest. Okay. Please make sure that your resume <laughs> indicates the part of the city that you live in. <laughs> we do not outsource. Also note, once How you join us... said that so far? Yeah. I'm just waiting until they can mention HTML5 and CSS a few more oh, yeah. times. <laughs> uh, also note, once you join us as a team member, you will not be able to do outside web development, freelance or otherwise. Okay. You can bring work in-house. Oh, sure. And receive most of the revenue from the project but personnel may not compete with the agency. Why are they putting all this in the application? <laughs> and on top yeah. of this, at this point, we're at, and, and, and at 14 to $22 an hour, <laughs> you're expected to live anywhere in the five boroughs and be able to commute. Yeah. And the, the <laughs> thing is that rents in New York are so expensive, yeah. like the same like in the Silicon yeah, Valley. It's, it's like 200% higher than, than, than the rest of the, the country. So uh, it will be very difficult to survive yeah. with such salary on a permanent. Wow. On is, is that all or is there more? Full-time job. Just required experience one year of web development. Required like said, language you know, English. Out of school is fine. Now they're staying <laughs> one year. <laughs> so well, thank you for bringing that yeah, in. That I, I think that's very illustrative of, of <laughs> a bad job listing. And even though I'm not a developer, I, you know, we, I think everybody can see why that's... We could, we could almost one. host an entire other podcast where all we do is have people come in with bad job listings <laughs> and make fun of them yeah. because that, that was amazing. And just to learn what to avoid. Yeah. And very important, especially in the beginning, not to be desperate. Yeah. And to just take any job because you are desperate. Because they tend so. to take advantage of you and you will not be happy even if you get the job. As, as one of my favorite movie quotes goes, desperation is a stinky cologne. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, either, either like they've never written a job application before or... They had somebody who was definitely not solid. Yeah. Who, 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 yeah. who, who like, wanted to work remotely. What I hear in there is not just that. <laughs> not, not one person. What I hear in there is that they have put this out there repeatedly, and for the salary that they're offering, oh, right. the only people they're getting are... The BSers. The BSers or, the, or the, the foreigners who aren't legal and are just doing whatever they can. Right. Get, because that's yeah. all you or get the people that live that outside rate. New York and want yeah. to commute. They've ruled out all if their... I, I, if I if I offer twenty dollars an hour, which I do to some people here in Silicon Valley, I get somebody who is living at home with mom and dad, somebody who's recently out of school, and I get a certain level of quality. It's good, maybe not expert, near perfect, solid, yeah. <laughs> solid, yes. But at just you know, at, and that's what I that's what I get. If I if I raise that up to fifty dollars an hour or sixty five dollars an hour for whatever the job is, and I'm gonna maybe get somebody who's got a place of their own uh, with usually with uh, a wife or a girlfriend or, or, a, right. or a significant right. other, yeah. um, and 
I'm still, you know, if I get up to $100 an hour, that's where I'm getting my near-perfect experts. That's because it's Silicon Valley. But, yeah, you're, you're going to solid. Yeah, so <laughs> probably they had bad experience, but it's how they say you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's probably better to put a job out there. I mean, I'm saying this as somebody who doesn't higher, right? So it's probably <laughs> silly for me to say this, but it seems like it would be better for them to put out, like, we pay $100 an hour and interview a lot of people mm -hmm. that have really good skills. And then when they turn up and they're like, okay, well, you don't have the kind of qualifications that we wanted for somebody that was $100 an hour, so we'll pay you whatever. And then you, no, you negotiate that way. Yeah. This way, I feel like you're just ruling out so many people. And especially There's, for web development, the, the fact that stuck out to me was that they wouldn't want you to work remotely. Like, they can send yes. you the Photoshop files. You can code from wherever you are. Why do I have to go to your bro dome, <laughs> your bro bro -dome. dome in, in <laughs> New York where you, you don't have a dress code? <laughs> like, oh, why, why would you do that? It just seems silly. Like, you know, I, I think one of the interesting uh, metrics out there, people will complain about how incredibly well compensated CEOs of the biggest companies are sometimes. And one of the reasons, not it's not always justifiable, but one of the reasons that happens is to get applicants that are the absolute best, you have to put a real high mark out there. If you want yeah. the guy that's running Adobe to be the best in the world, if you want to attract the best in the world to that position, you're yes. going to have to put out a salary that's better than the one that he's currently getting at whatever company he's currently running, which right. as that goes along and companies get larger and larger, those salaries get bigger and bigger. Now, again, not necessarily the most justifiable thing in the world, <laughs> but that's how that works. You do get what you pay for. It's true. Was there any other thing that, like, I didn't pick up on that was, like, number one, why you wouldn't take that job or why you'd recommend no one else would take that job? It just sounds like they they have very high expectations and they are not willing to to give back in return much. Yeah, well, they have so cool so clients, so... They attack <laughs> the wrong... Kind well, of and they're attacking, right? Uh, they're putting a lot of caps in there. They're putting yes, a lot of warnings in there. It's, yeah. First impression is that it's very aggressive. Yeah. And uh, Who wants to respond to that? Yes, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. like a preview for me. Um, when I read a job description, preview uh, how the work relationship will be and how the work environment will be. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Can you imagine if there was a client that was like, Chris, I want to come in. I want you to show me that you know how to turn on a camera and set up a frame <laughs> and turn on a light stand. I'm going to test you before I hire you. Like, well, how absurd is that? You know, we, we have that in my business, and what we call that is a referral. Somebody yeah. else has seen me do those that's, things, and they can vouch for me. Yes. I guess that is the, the key, right? Well, that's absolutely right. I mean, let's let's move that into, you know, protecting yourself. How to, how to recognize, obviously, this one to us seems like a very obvious, even, even outside of your field, that I don't know very much about pricing for web development and web design. Um, but that sounded absurd to me. It just, uh, all of that sounded absurd. And, and so how do you, uh, that's an obvious one. How do you recognize clients that maybe aren't quite that obvious? You, you picked up on a couple things there, the, the, the tone, the wording. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll frame it as like, how do you know somebody's a good one to work for? So yeah. we already kind of talked about bad. What what kind of things would you want somebody to say if they were going to hire you or a client you'd wanted to pick up and work for? First of all, to have um, the skills, I'm looking in to have the skills that they are looking for, and to feel confident 
that I can do what they expect me to do. And then I look for a respectful tone and uh, uh, just civilized and polite and friendly, friendly tone. And uh, then this is all reading the description. Then the next step is to talk to them or meet in person. And it's a lot in the beginning. It's learning through experience. So at some point you you will encounter these not so ideal clients and next time you'll know better. <laughs> so I've been through that as well in the beginning. Did you, as you, how do you gather those clients? I mean, we, I think a lot of us all started out the Craigslist route, just, you know, you know looking through that. Yeah, that was an that, indeed, you that know, it's indeed, like, it's like yeah. web you know, job postings. How, how do you how do you mitigate that when it's not through an email, when it's not through a job posting, when it's through word of mouth? Somebody's recommended you and you, you get a phone call or an email. This is, I prefer this way because it's through referrals, like you say, and uh, they already know that you can do good job and they, they, they know your work. They connect, contact you. It means they are interested. So... That's how you attract the ideal clients, by first of all having a website that shows your true personality and it's authentic and that, that way you will attract the ideal clients. You don't have to go fish for them, they will come to you eventually. And to network also, um, professional network, um, that's a good way to find Let's right talk time. about that networking. What has I mean? You've been bouncing around, not bouncing. You've you've moved around from a few different places. How has that impacted your ability to form and yeah. maintain a network? Just like well, when you move to a new, new city, how do you start? Where yeah. do you where do you go? Thanks to technology, <laughs> we can do that <laughs> everywhere. Meetup was uh, a good friend of mine, best friend for networking. I joined different meetup groups. Um, that interests me. Oh, shout like out to the Freelancers Creative yes. <laughs> Guild that we, we uh, all is, met at. That so that okay, that makes sense. It, it all came from. Um, <laughs> business groups, coding groups, freelancing groups, and and that's that's how you you meet people who are passionate about what they do, and you get inspired, motivated, the network. Um, it's all about finding the, the right people that you feel you can connect with. Yeah, I guess, I mean, the technology can be your best friend in yes. that regard because you used to kind of just have to rely on the people that you were immediately around and there was no way to sort of yes. find out the people. It's now amazing it's when you go to a city and you're like, oh, there's a bunch of people. Like, I'd have a pinball league in San Francisco. There's a bunch of nerds <laughs> who love pinball, and they can use the internet to, you know, to, to bring yes. everybody together like that. Not aware of your love of pinball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how it was when I moved to New York. I joined Meetup and this school, and that's how I met people. And here as well, I joined Meetup and different Facebook groups uh, specialized in, in, uh, I mean, I'm and, sure and would you say that you are the, the, the kind of person that normally would want to get out there? Is it or is this effort? Because I feel like for a lot of people, the lesson here is it takes effort, time, and it <laughs> takes effort, and it has not much to do with the actual work that you do as a freelancer. That's true too. It's like a different part 
running a business and then networking, advertising for the business. It takes also work and you have to read about it and learn. And I am um, working with a business coach as well right now to learn about these things. How did you how did you go about finding a business coach? That's something we haven't had a discussion with uh, about on the show yet, and I think that's something yeah. I myself am just learning a little bit about these days. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. How, a, how did you find out and then find one? I will be happy to tell you about my coach. is is great. <laughs> something that's um, been a positive thing. Yes. So it started uh, on Facebook. Uh, someone from my network. Um, was interviewed by an organization called Working Moms Network. And I liked their um, mission to empower women to, to that they can uh, be successful in the career and in personal life to have a family. So I, I liked that page, the Working Moms Network. And then recently uh, I read an, an, another interview with the coach, the business coach, who also is a mother and successful businesswoman. And I was impressed and motivated because in, in the society you get all these different um, news and different influences that try to say that as a woman you can either have a successful career or um, be a mother and um, but not both yes uh, I have a daughter who is one year and half and when she was born I I was struggling with with these things like I wanted to do both but how can I do that and not get influenced by society trying to push me down and say, no, you can't do, you have to choose. Well, and as a freelancer, so, you don't have even the uh, possibility of an employer who can give you maternity leave or any, any time off or anything like that. So yes. that must have had a strong it's another yeah, thing to worry it about. Was, <laughs> yes, it was uh, while I was uh, changing career and working as freelancer, I was also, uh, I had my daughter and I was dealing with a newborn times and it was not so easy to work when she's sleeping and to try to to make a schedule to do both and be happy <laughs> with with <laughs> both and uh, so this coach um, in the interview she described about her career change from corporate successful life to owning her own business and having a daughter and and uh, taking care of her daughter and being successful in the business. And uh, I, I was, I felt a connection and I, I, I wanted to know more about her. And uh, I joined a free webinar that she offered. And then I joined a, a free call just to talk about what they offer and about what I want to, to do. And then I took some time to think about it, and then I joined her program for business coaching. Okay, her so she she had already become a business coach. She knew. You yes, she is already a successful business coach. Um, 
Can't. Well, so is that, is, does she have a job and she's a coach, or is it now just her career as a coach? She is a coach okay. now. That's her own business, successful business. So can you tell us about the, like, the sort of first time that you met? Did you meet her one-on-one, or...? Um, we talked on the phone. Okay. This is, I joined the program that is a group coaching, and uh, we have phone calls, video calls, and a Facebook group to support each other and show the progress. So, so what exactly does a business coach do? Uh, many things, especially for freelancers who, like me, I, I didn't know much about the business side. I opened the business, but I found myself wondering how will I run it and how hmm. will I be successful? <laughs> you knew you had uh, the skills to do the, jo yes. the job. And her program is divided in different modules, um, video modules, and a lot of um, self-study and homework that you have to do, and a lot of introspection to look inside yourself and leave this comfort zone and um, see this, uh, these difficult things that you don't want to admit do you like rather hide them and confront them and then express, find a way to express that in your brand and mm. be authentic. Right. So it, it's a lot of work, but uh, it's, it's worth it. It seems to me the reason that this one worked for you so well was because all this advice, which could be coming from anyone, is coming from a working mother, right? It's, it's somebody true. that relates to you and that knows yeah. what it's you're going true. through. You have to feel, there are many coaches out there with probably similar advice, but you have to feel comfortable with them and to get to know, to, to feel a connection. It's like a website in many ways. It's got to communicate to you the way that you need things to meet yes. the way that you interpret things. So would you advise people that look for a business coach, look for somebody that's Definitely. like you? Definitely. It's, it's so important and would, it's so motivating. I would say as, as uh, in my personal business life, I have had a number of mentors and realistically the most impactful mentors were people that are just like me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, pursuing similar dreams maybe a few years ahead of me or, or, or around that. But it's it's I see either a lot of me or at least real strong elements uh, of, of the business me in them. And so uh, I haven't personally had a, a, a professional coach, but I think a coach is also a, a form of a mentor as well. Right, yeah. And I think it's, it's a similar role. Yes, yeah. so and important she has different life. programs. She has these group programs, then one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I started with this because I also needed the group energy and mm. to learn from the others. So yeah. Similar to your school, probably, it was sort of reinvigorating yes, that. Yes, they, they are all uh, business women and uh, at different levels in the business, and we learn from each other. And, and, and are they are probably different careers than you, right? They're not yes, yes. But all entrepreneurs. All entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's, it's very good. If I can shift the, the, the conversation a little bit, I have been curious, I wanted to ask you, I can make sort of an analogy and you tell me this is true in your job so in what Chris and I do we get asked a lot how much does a video cost right just really like vague open-ended how much will it cost to make a video I can only imagine that there's people who come to you and say Sylvia how much does mm -hmm. it make to how much does it cost to make a website right yeah is this there a good answer the, yeah the client that you want to avoid yeah. that that asks this 
as a first question because it tells about them what they focus on but also i think for a lot of that it tells you what level of commitment or what stage they're at and a lot of people who ask that question are like i don't know if i can do this if i can afford it yes i'm trying to get an idea but i solved this problem right now i have the fees on my website different packages for different things Very so smart. Uh, they can read that in advance. So that's a discussion in, in and of itself. Um, putting your rates on the web, it's something I, I think we could have, uh, if we had 15 people that I know in here, all freelancers, we would be split down the middle with one person not sure um, about which side they were on. Uh, and that's, it seems to be this back and forth. Do you put your sites, your, your rates on there? Do you not? Sometimes people say, well, it's based on the product. Um, what has been your experience now that your rates are on there? Do you feel like you're getting in any way that it's impacted your business negatively? I, in the beginning, I didn't have the fees on the website and I always was getting this first question and uh, I couldn't talk about all the other things that I offer, what's included mm -hmm. when the, everything is just reduced to the price. And so now I, now it's easier for me and for them because it's clear, it's clean, everything is listed there with bullet points. They know what they are getting for their money and they can choose from different options depending on their needs. I have a basic website and premium and then additional services for updates, for redesign, uh, packages of blog updates. We can always discuss as well. So if someone goes to your site, can they, they pick one of these? Do they then enter like sort of a consultation with you or can they just straight up pay this money and then you get started on the project? No, they have to contact me okay. first and I um, offer a 30 minutes uh, free, free consultation. Yeah. consultation. I, I think that's smart to be upfront about that to sort of thing too. To get to know them, to, to see if they want to work with you, if you want to work with them, right. if you are on the same page. And uh, I think that's, that's, that's an important thing right there too, if you could discuss a little bit about picking the right client as far as it might not be Maybe the maybe the website, you know, as you said, you have the 30-minute consultation. That's partly so you can evaluate the client, right? Yes, <laughs> and they can also evaluate you, but it, it's good to, to have this first consultation. Uh, so... Have, were, were you... Did you struggle when you... I mean, obviously all of this has come uh, slowly over time. <coughs> Excuse me, slowly over time. But when you initially started doing those consultations, did you struggle to let go of, as we were talking earlier about the desperation, or did you ever struggle to let go of the job itself when you kind of heard, nah, this, this might not be the right person for me to work with? I've been through this. <laughs> uh, I took jobs that were not the best fit just because I wanted to, to take it and to, to do something uh, for my career and... Um, um, it was a learning experience, or, um, every situation <laughs> like this. I learned to write um, good contracts, to sign contracts before starting mm -hmm. work and to, to write down exactly what you will offer and uh, what they should provide 
and uh, how long will you work, when is the deadline, all these details, they have to be well established from the beginning. Otherwise, at some point there will be problems. I had experience with clients um, that they somehow thought I'm available only for them 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were writing emails, text messages um, all the time and expected me to reply right away. And you have to write in the contract <coughs> as well how the contact will be, how, when are you available, when will you write back. Um, all this has to be clear. And also what's included in the work, if you have a, a fee per project, you write down all that's included. I had clients that thought um, that project uh, proposal and initial fee, it, it, um, <laughs> it includes unlimited work. <laughs> <laughs> like I finished what was planned and then they, they came with updates. I would like this in addition and that and this change and that. So I had to say that for for updates, I charge the hourly rate and not the the package fee for what we discussed initially. Yeah, I think when when I see that sort of like thought, you know, it, it shows me two things. I think it shows that you're looking out, you know, for yourself and your client at the same time. You know, it's good for both parties to have the ground rule set. And I think that that shows a level of experience is the other thing is that I know that you're a professional because I can see all the ways that you're protecting yourself, all the ways that you may have been burned before potentially, but it's just like that you take yourself seriously enough to, to make this all very thought out and very, because an ordinary yes. person who's just trying to get into the game doesn't have that thought out. They, they're not worried about that. They're just trying to say yes, and they're not considering all the work they might be signing on for forever in, at Infinim working on this person's website. Yes. With experience, you learn to think about all the details. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take us in a little bit of a different direction for our last, what are we? Yeah, we should wrap it up or again. So, or five, ten minutes. Um, as uh, I think our first uh, guest who's an immigrant freelancer, I wanted to discuss a little bit of that. Has there, have you, uh, I mean, how's it been? You're in a communications field, um, and English is clearly not your first language. Have yep. there been any barriers that you've run up in, against? Have there been any issues with getting clients or dealing with clients because of that? Um, is there any, anything that our listeners can learn from your experiences? This, um, my experience in Switzerland was very good preparation for this because when I moved there, I didn't speak the language. I, I moved to the German part and I didn't speak German and I had to learn it there and I had an accent and uh, my German, German is much more difficult <laughs> than English. <laughs> you, um, grammar especially, you are never perfect if you not don't learn it as a kid. And I've been through those problems in Switzerland with my patients and in my st student years. I always had that problem um, as a foreigner and uh, with a different mother tongue. That was always a problem. Uh, and it kept me from showing my true personality and being confident. Um, 
So uh, you sort of thought, if I can move to a country where I don't know the language, I can move yes. to another country where at least I because I assume you spoke English. I did, before you and moved it's, here. it was much easier after mm. the experience in Switzerland. Uh, I I didn't have problems, or I didn't think about them as problems here. I, That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I just I felt like I belong since the moment I moved to New York yeah. and then here I, I never like felt as yeah. a foreigner that's, I feel like it's a big part of both New York and the Silicon Valley is it's we're all foreigners here in, in many ways <laughs> yes that's why I picked these locations uh, I wanted to feel that I belong and not be excluded because of right. reasons that shouldn't be did you did you have any any visa issues or anything like that i i've really becoming to learn a lot about that being in now one of these hubs where there are a lot of people from other countries and learning the headache that it can go through to to try to attain a work visa again i had these problems in switzerland (laughs) okay (laughs) yes uh but not here no i i have a green card here and uh, i didn't have fortunately these problems oh yeah well, um, well, I guess one last quick question. Was there, uh, obviously, your husband came out here for work as well. Um, was that, uh, or, or actually, I, I, not obviously, I think we, I felt like we discussed that. D- did he come out here for work? We just moved here. You just decided just to move Just like here. we moved from Switzerland to New so, York. <laughs> so I liked, I mean, I, I kind of like that. It, it, it actually has nothing to do with your work. You guys just decided as a family to move here. And, yes, and figure and out the rest afterwards. That's <laughs> awesome. And you yeah. did, <laughs> very yeah. successfully. I wanted to follow up on when you're talking about the packages on your website and like sort mm-hmm. of what you offer. How many do you have on there? I have two packages right now. Uh, I and just, just could you basically sort of sum them up as one sort of like your basic starter thing and one's more of an like how did you decide to do two? Yeah, so my website, new website, it's sendcatdigital.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, the services, um, I wanted to start it simple for a basic website, just um, five pages. It's the most common uh, layout. Responsive and mobile optimized website with WordPress or Squarespace content management system. I can code from scratch as well, but clients prefer content management systems because they can update the websites without knowing how to code. So now I customize themes and use this content management system. And uh, yeah, so I offer this with contact form, links to social media, and one hour brand identity consulting and one hour training how to use the website. Mm-hmm. This is the basic. You have okay. like an hourly rate after that for additional Yes, work and, yeah. exactly. And the premium website is up to eight pages. And uh, it includes also a blog setup, a wireframe of the website, two hours brand identity consulting and email newsletter setup. Like okay. digital marketing. So, so they're, uh, they're an essentials package. They're, here's essentially what you're getting. Obviously, each client's going to be custom, but yes, they have a very good feel for what they're going to get. Exactly. They have a feeling, and they can always add things. And I, I noticed, yeah, your, your website features other clients' like responses to working with you. You've got a lot of testimonials yes. on there as well. So 
I, I yeah, I, I commend you on your website. I think it's it's really nice and you should be proud Thank of it. Thank you. Sandcat Digital, right? Sandcatdigital.com. And I am very thankful to my coach as well. Her name is Amber Liliestrom. Um, and what's the Facebook page in, again? Like working mothers. Uh, oh, the um, not your. Uh, no, nah, I meant for your coach. <laughs> working Sorry, mom on. network. Working mom That's network. That's how I discovered I her. Okay. So there you go. Well, it's been a very interesting, uh, very uh, pleasurable uh, podcast this time. Thank yeah, you this so this one went super quick for me. It was very interesting to talk to you, Sylvia, and I appreciate yeah. you coming on nice the show. Nice to talk to you as well. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll have you back sometime in the future. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.